Greetings, listeners, and welcome to the Afterthought section of Well, That Fucked Me Up with your hosts, Luke Colson and Kyle Watt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why are we still laughing at that? <coughs> it's been two years. I feel like it's every Afterthought I love section. it. It's my favorite thing. Um, welcome, <laughs> listeners. This is the Afterthought section two. Cray. Hold on a second. Rudy? Rudy? Can you be quiet? I'm just doing a quick recording. Thanks. I'm going to leave that in. Sorry, listeners. <clears throat> That's my young, youngest child singing. You know, it's the exact point. I said, I'm just jumping on a quick recording. Whatever you do, don't make any noise. So he started singing. We just listened to Craig's episode. And um, that was one of those episodes, Kyle, which you kind of didn't know which way it was going to turn. And actually, when we first started talking, I thought it was going to be all about the fact he lost his faith and suddenly realised... 10 years into being a pastor that he didn't have any belief system whatsoever and he wanted to bail. But it was there was three parts to his story. There was that, then there was the failing business and the recession. And then kind of the main bit was his wife having a complete yeah. mental episode, eventually getting diagnosed with bipolar, but to the point where he had to move him and his kid out of the house for two years. Uh, I think we should just unpack it one by one, like okay. the the crisis of faith, right, man? Like that's we've had people on the show like that, but like yeah. you know, faith is like one of those things where it's it's so profound in people's lives and it makes up like their identity. Yeah. So it almost felt 100%. like you know he went to seminary school. Yeah. Oh, he did the whole shablam, man, and he must have. You know, I mean, that's when. I, I don't know. I'm so, I look, I really just, not judging him, but I just, it sounds so boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think the parties are like there? I don't know, but it sounds boring. But also, I, I just admire his honesty. Where, and also I was able to use that decon, or that term deconstruction of faith, which he said he didn't have a deconstruction of faith and he still has faith, just not the same faith. But we learned about deconstruction of faith when we had, there was a couple that came on or she came on and talked about how her and her husband had, were in a very, very, very Christian church and they both had a realization, her first followed by him, very, that it was very culty and very, uh, unhealthy uh, and that actually then they yeah. realized they'd given so much to their life so much of their brain capacity in life so this thing that they suddenly no longer believed in i mean that must just be that must be quite traumatizing yeah i mean and this kind of reminds me of that show uh, just watching about the duggars what's that you remember did oh well it's they're America. They were America's sweetheart. They were like this fundamentalist Christian couple that mm. had like sixteen kids or something like that. Oh. And then it like they it peeled back and they just were kind of like evil. The mom and the dad were. Uh. But they were they were churchgoers and then they became evil. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean they. But the problem is, it's like a subtle evil. Like, they're like, you have to, like, beat your children to get them to uh, respect the Lord. That's the thing. Yeah, is that that's that fundamental Christianity, which, again, always, I'm again always aware that my mum's listening, which, you know, definitely isn't what we would tarnish the Christian brush with, um, because we know that that's not how, how the Christian church is meant to operate or wants to operate. 
But um, that fundamentalist Christian upbringing where people have 9,000 children and then, you know, keep them all homeschooled and lock them up in bedrooms obviously isn't how one is meant to do things. Also, Kyle, while we're talking about this, I'm watching an extraordinary documentary on Netflix about the Hillsong. Uh, I saw it, yeah. I mean, it's long (laughs) and it's detailed, but they all, you know, the father who set it up in Australia was a paedophile and, you know, died, went to the grave with a whole bunch of secrets. And then his, and then the protege, young guy, Carl Lentz, was, um, you know, who was this kind of cool, good looking, like rock star, uh, evangelical preacher. Turns out he was having sex with everyone left, right and center. And, you know, even with the nanny who was in his, in his own home. I mean, the whole thing just came crumbling down. And it's just like, come on, everybody. Like, yeah. what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Isn't that a good look? And then, I mean, if you think about it too, like Jesus never wanted. I mean, if you if you believe the Bible and you believe that Jesus, and you actually read the real teachings of it, he was like anti all of that. Yeah, he was hanging out with like <laughs> tax collectors and murderers and yeah. prostitutes. And, yeah. Are you know. saying that Jesus was like uh, that, like head mafia guy? <laughs> anyway, we got a bit sidetracked uh, we were unpacking it one by one but we spent nine minutes on just that bit so it was his <clears throat> his very admirable um leaving his yeah. 10 years of pastoring behind it was the recession um which he said was you know he was very humble about how he described things i thought it was a lovely chap by the way very down to earth yeah, very nice chap um and that recession that, you know, I've been there where you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from. You don't know if you can keep the mortgage. You don't know if you can pay your rent the next the next month. And it is that is desperate. Yeah. And, and, and you don't have anyone to turn to. You don't have anyone to turn to. No one can help you. It feels like no one can yeah. get you out of that mess apart from yourself. But what, what was extraordinary was just hearing him say, you know, and, and then, oh, two or three years later, it's like, oh, things were much better, very different. Money wasn't an issue anymore. So, like, good on him for figuring that shit out and pivoting his career accordingly but then add all that into the mix and then let's throw in a a really mentally ill wife you know who he said had blessed him to to talk about it on the show and she was you know they were okay yeah. now. but that is there's nothing more scary than witnessing or having to deal with somebody having like a full-blown extended mental break yeah you know it's funny it's i mean had my experiences with mental illness and partners with mental illness. And then you're like, on one hand, you're just like, this is like terrifying. Like they're, they're up and down and all around. You're like, is this the life that they want? But on the other hand, they're like, they don't want to be like that. No. And they can't help it. Of course. No, of course. And so it's, yeah. It's really terrifying, isn't it? Well, we learned a thing or two, and um, obviously for any of our listeners that want to learn any more or have any questions, we'll put the email address um, on the show notes, as always. Please get in touch. Any guests, we're always open for more guests. <clears throat> if you fell out of an aeroplane, <clears throat> if you got eaten by, if you had your arm ripped off by an alligator, um, and even if you stubbed your toe and it was very traumatic and, and you have a story to tell around that. We're, we're open, aren't we, Kyle? We've had guests from all walks of life, from all around the world, and we will, shall continue to spread the word 
I was about to say spread the word of the Lord. That's not correct at all. <laughs> spread the word of, of post-traumatic stress disorder, mainly, <laughs> which is our favourite topic of choice. I love you, man. I love you too, bro. See you on the next one. <laughs>